morning. Blessed Sabbath, everyone out there in listening and viewing land. We are grateful that you have come back to join us this blessed Sabbath morning. We are excited. We are joyful. We are rejoicing in our hearts for God has given us another day. The birds are chirping. The bees are buzzing. The light is shining and his mercy is enduring. This morning, I'm grateful to have in, um, in my presence and just with us this morning, the great um, we know um, that the great work that Sister Pamela Cerise has done in times past broadcasting and just bringing to life the word of God through practical means um, and through a deep exploration of his love. So Sister Cerise, thank you so much for joining us again this morning. We are grateful to have you. And we have our guest panelists here with us this morning, Chaplain Spencer. He is a chaplain with, um, is it Advent Health, I believe? Advent Health. And so he is with our um, Central Florida um, church there, our, the mission in Central Florida, Message of Hope. And so we are grateful that he is here to join us this morning and bring light and, and just some, some clarity to the, um, to the word of God as we explore today. We are so grateful. So just before we begin with prayer, I just want to announce that all of our viewing um, uh, audience, all of our um, viewers from Daughter of Zion, we do have a business meeting this afternoon, this evening at 6.15 p.m., a business meeting, 6.15 p.m. There will be some rendering, some 3D renderings concerning the church renovation. So again, 6.15 p.m., business meeting, the Zoom information, all that information will be provided later on in the day. But we will get started with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your mercy and for your love. We appreciate, dear God, this new day. We appreciate your love. Dear Father, we're asking now that you give us a great understanding, dear Father, of the mystery of your love as we study this lesson this morning, dear God. We ask that you give us clarity of, of mind, but purity of heart. We thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. So I want to get started because this is a very interesting discussion this morning that we're getting ready to embark upon. And we're dealing with this idea of Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And so our scripture focus for the week was taken from the book of Hebrews, again, chapter eight, verse six. And it says, but as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises. That is taken from the English standard version. So this morning, I want to spend some time just exploring this idea. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant as we explore the book of Hebrews. And so I'm going to ask Sister Cerise, I'm sure as you've gone through the lesson this week and to study this thing, um, you were just brought into a greater awareness of the goodness of God. And I want to just ask you, if you would, to ex um, just expound and, and, and help us through this question of what was wrong with the first covenant? Our scripture focus deals with this idea of a um, new covenant and, and, and a better um, covenant. And so Sunday's lesson deals with the need of a new covenant. I want to find out what was wrong, Sister Cerise, with the first covenant. And I'm going to ask our viewers, please, if you can um, comment, subscribe, like the page, share with others. But we want to hear from you on this, on this morning as well. So please um, just enlighten us with some of your comments this morning. But Sister Cerise, help us, please, if you would. What was wrong with the first covenant? Good question, uh, Elder. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, as we reread the memory text, what came to my mind, and you might, you might not, you might be too old for this, Elder. Mo better, mo better, mo better. 
it was better than before. And just the fact that it was thought in heaven that we have to give something that is better is, is in itself a, a worship, so to speak. So the original covenant was based on mankind. And what we needed was a divine superior. Um, it did, it did, it lacked the divinity that needed to be brought. And it was for our sake that it had to be kicked up a notch, so to speak. Um, it, so I, when I thought of the ritual that went with it, the, you know, the, 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 the priest who could not uh, shed his blood, so he shed the blood of the innocent lambs. And I was thinking, have mercy, there would have been a lot of slaughtering of those innocent animals. We would have definitely been vegetarian if we had to keep them, right? So the, the problem was that it was there, but we weren't even adhering to the law. And I could just imagine the fact that because of who we are as, as humans and our, our weaknesses, we would figure, mm, I could do this, it's, it's, it's just written. It's just a law that's written. All I have to do is go tell the priest and then slaughter another lamb. I give them the lamb if they need to. And we did not, it was a, a, a mechanical, so to speak, um, ritual that they went through step by step. It was not taken from, from your heart. You didn't, you didn't do it from, from your soul, so to speak. So that's why we needed that divine intervention, so to speak, and to make it better for us. Amen. Amen. I, I think, um, Sister Reese, you called me old earlier, but that's fine. I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I may be um, um, too old, but I, I, I'll, I'll accept it. And I do know it's true. But I'll say this. I, I like that. The idea that um, it didn't quite fit. And I, and I want to hear from Chaplain Spencer on that um, issue. You know, what was wrong with the first covenant? Um, as we explore this idea that as Paul is presenting to this book of Hebrews to those who are acquainted with the old system, right? They are acquainted with it. And so Paul begins to kind of break down the old system and say, look, you know, but there's something better. Um, it's based on better promises. And so, um, you know, what is Paul and, you know, um, getting at? And, and but before we jump, I guess, to that, what was wrong with the first covenant as we see it laid out? Um, Chaplain Spencer, please. Man, when I look at this um, question of what was wrong with the first covenant, what it brings to my mind is we have to first take a look back at why was the covenant implemented in the first place? What was taking place at the time? Now, we're talking about the Israelites who had just been have just left Israel. They left Egypt, I should say. And so now they have an enslaved mindset because they've been slaves for so many years. And so now the Lord is trying to imprint on them a chosen mindset. Like you are my chosen people, but that's difficult to move from an enslaved mindset to now be moved over to having a chosen mindset. So what does the Lord does? He provides them with a covenant, obedience. You do this, this is my promise to you, right? Now, but with that being said, it was, with, it was, it was, it was sort of a separation because it wasn't with 
the Israelites, so to say, but G the Lord, the Lord, I should say, will go through Moses. The law was received through Moses. You saw Moses' face was, was full of was full of the light of the Lord, but Moses came down and gave it to the people. So what you have here, you have kind of like a separation with the people and God. You have an intermediary. Now, this person that's in the middle is Moses, and then you have the priest, but it's not Jesus. It's not Jesus. And the one thing I love is when we get, we're going to, I know we're going to keep moving forward, but it was only a shadow of the true form. It was only a shadow. But not only that, the, the, the laws that were put in place, you have the, the moral laws, the ceremonial laws, the 613 laws of Moses, that was burdensome. But the Lord gave us these laws to try to move these people from an enslaved mindset, as I said, to a mindset of being a chosen people, to behave like a chosen people, to move like a chosen people. But what was wrong with it is that the people still were, they weren't obedient. And so it could not provide perfection. So therefore, it wasn't faultless. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Chaplain. You know, I, I knew you were going to bring some medicine this morning from work. Um, I don't know what, you know, I don't know how you slipped it out in your bag, but you definitely slipped out some medicine this morning. And I appreciate that. One of the things you brought up was the fact that the issue with the first covenant, it wasn't a God issue. It was a us issue. You know, we just didn't do what we were supposed to do. And so God says, let's get some better promises. In other words, keep your promise, right? And I, and I love that idea. I love the idea of better promises. In other words, try to you know, keep your promise. He doesn't call you a liar. doesn't call you a truce breaker. doesn't call you a promise baker, breaker. But he simply says, let's get some better promises. Let's, let's get better at this, right? And so um, you brought something up, Chaplain, and I, and I want to see what Sister Cerise thinks about this, um, this concept of these shadows of things to come. And again, I'm inviting our um our viewers to you know comment let us know you're out there happy sabbath to you all I, you know i've said happy did i say happy sabbath earlier i think i said happy sabbath earlier if i didn't say it let me say it again happy sabbath i want to hear from you um you know good morning you know send some comments in let us know where you are let us know that you're with us um and let us know that you love the lord and you know just just, just send it out there you could um type it up while you listen but I want to address this issue that you brought up, dealing with this, um, this first covenant, the need of a new covenant here on Sunday. And Sister Cerise, I want to ask you this question, and Chaplain brought it up so you could blame him for the question. Um, it says here, describe how the sacrifices, you talked about these sacrifices earlier, Sister Cerise, were a shadow of the good things to come, okay? Um, wanted us hear, um, hear you know, from you on that point of how the sh sacrifices were a shadow of the good things to come. And again, that's, that's, that's in air quotes. Um, help us out there, Sister Cerise, please. So as in, as in any, any true, any true story, any true uh, happening or experience that is going to happen, you do get a precursor a foreshadowing of, of what is about to come. So think about if you are in, in the kitchen or you're at home and you are hungry, you're coming home and you open the door and you have the fragrance of what is about to come out of the kitchen, the meal that you are about to be presented with. You might get a taste 
you might remember something that had happened before. But here now it is, you have a foreshadowing of the meal, the true meal that is that is going to be presented to you. You got the fragrance of it. You might have seen some ingredients of what has to go into that pot, but then you get a, a, a glimpse of what you are about to truly experience, which is going to be the actual meal. So the blood, it, get, it, it showed us that blood had to be shed. So we knew that blood had to be shed and they needed to be a mediator standing in the place for us, between us and God. And that gave the, that should have planted in, in, in our minds that the blood that has to be, we're still not doing our part. Remember, we just said that it wasn't the fault of God. It was on our behalf. So now we know that something more pure needed to come. So we knew that blood of the innocent pure had to be shed. And we also, it, it, it gave us the glimpse of there has to be a pure, more div uh, a divine intercession between us. Um, and that is, is, is what that those sacrifices before Jesus sacrificed himself, that gave us a glimpse of the true, what was to come, the true sacrifice. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that glimpse. Um, thank you so much. I wanted to go to some of our viewers here. We, 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 we seem to have um, um, gotten a stream of just, you know, wonderful comments. I wanted to say good morning to Sister Beulah Blair. Happy Sabbath to you. I want to say good morning to Sadithia Kankam. Happy Sabbath to you as well. Marcus, happy Sabbath. God bless you also. Kai Kai, happy Sabbath to you. Um, Demir, my man, um, happy Sabbath to you. Bring greetings to us from all the way over in Texas. Want to say good morning to Sister Demesman. Happy Sabbath to you so much um, and, and blessings to you. She blew some kisses to Jesus. Isn't that something? Because he, he loved us first, right? And then we have happy Sabbath from um, 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 B. Palmer. Happy Sabbath to you. And then we have a message from daughter Zion asking you to continue to share the lesson. Um, and thank you for helping us get over to over 1,000 subscribers. So good morning and happy Sabbath, daughter Zion. I wanted to speak to something here. And if you can, our dear chaplain, need you to help us out. You heard Sister um, Cerise talk about this glimpse. We, we hear Sister, um, Sister um, Cerise talk about the, the blood, right? And the shedding of blood and, and pointing towards something. I want you to help us describe, if you if you will, because you, you, you talked about this, this shadow, right? Describe, um, Chaplain, how the sacrifices of old were a shadow of the good things to come. I, I love how it's put there. Help us out, please. Look, what I love, I love how our sister brought up, um, it, it was a glimpse. It was like, it was like you know, you could smell the good food and you're getting ready for it. It made me think of like a five course meal. You know, like that first meal is to, is to prepare. It's like an amused bush, you know, get you prepared. Because you, you know, by, by when you get to uh, um, number five, you, 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 you know, you get, you're right there. You're about, to, you're about to really enjoy yourself. So when you talk about the shadow, shadow was supposed to point the people of Israel to Jesus. Because the reality is, goats, bulls, they can't cover you from sin. That's like them every single year they had to keep doing it every single year because every single year it was a, the sacrifices were a reminder of their sin. However, by, by when Jesus, the shadow was letting you know, listen, this is just a shadow of the true form. When you stand outside at 12 noon, right, you look to the ground, 
you see your shadow on the floor, right? You see your shadow. But when you see your shadow, your shadow is not you. That's not you. And sometimes that the shadow that you see is, is a disfigured uh, 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 um, shadow of yourself. It's not even your true form. It's not the true form. It's like, so you got, so you got Jesus. This is, I'm, this is Jesus right here. And at 12 noon, the light hits Jesus and boom, you see a shadow. And so it's letting you know, the, it's giving you the amuse bouche of what to expect. And so these sacrifices let people know, listen, I need you to know that right now I'm just giving you uh, um, um, copies, shadows, but what you really need is on the horizon. What you're really going to get is on the horizon. Like, I love this text right here. It says, for since the law has but a shadow of good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Hebrew 10, verse 1. And I'm going to stop right there. Matthew, let me keep going. It could not provide protect, per, perfection. It was temporary, yearly. It was a constant reminder of sin. Not only that, it's impossible, like I mentioned earlier, for the blood of animals to do what only Jesus can do. I'm, I'm, I'm about to take off my shoe and throw it at you, man. I just don't think I'll be able to get, I don't think I have the arm strength. Look at, look, look at this, look at this. And Kai Kai, you said it, preach! Your shadow is not you. Now, you said a few things there, Chaplain, and you got me excited. So can I just take a moment real quick before we move on to Monday? You, you said something about a five-course meal. And if I must, can I just tell some family business? I remember going out, and, and I was with my family, and it was my extended family, okay? Extended family. I mean, all of us in there, right? And we went out to eat, and, and, and the, the particular place we, we dined at that particular evening was such that the appetizer, the salad, had people going back and saying, mm! On salad now, I'm talking about some green stuff. You, you haven't even cooked it up yet, right? But whatever the, the, the dressing and all the other stuff, however it was just mixed and, you know, botched together, how they toss, toss it up and catch it again, right? Whatever it was, it caused my family, extended family, to call back and ask for more. This was the precursor. This was a, 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 a just a little taste of things to come, as you will, right? Um, Sister Cerise, they began to get more and more. By the time we got down, we weren't even at the fifth part of the uh, meal yet. By the time we got down, we're getting seconds. We're asking for doggy bags. We haven't even gotten to the end yet. We haven't gotten to the dessert yet. May I say, may I say, may I say, we haven't even gotten to the dessert yet, right? As my Savior was spread out and sacrificed for us. We haven't gotten to the dessert yet. He says, better things I have for you. We haven't gotten to the dessert yet. Then you brought up the sun. Can I talk to you about the sun for a moment? See, I thought the same thing. The sun's shining. We're in the sunshine state. My license plate said so, right? And so at the end of the day, when you are right, 12 noon, high noon, sun's on top of you. But my, my, my dear chaplain, my dear sister, have you ever considered in the morning when the sun's behind you? Ah! And the sun sends your shadow in front of you, right? To let you know where you're going and, and what may happen. Or have you ever considered in the evening when the sun is before you ah, and it sends your shadow behind you to remind you of where you come ah jesus right and so i get excited because i i remember one night i told my wife i was downstairs this happened maybe two weeks ago and i'll move on honestly i will um, um I, I i was downstairs and and somehow I, I i my peripheral um it caught an image of something right and I saw someone looking at me. I, I, I felt like someone was standing there next to me in my house. 
And so I did what any self-respecting brother would do. I went into Southpaw mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I dropped in the South. And so I, I turned around. I began, but I but I realized this person, this, this, this individual is moving a lot like me. So I had, I had to switch. Let me, let me go conventional on them. And, 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 and I, they, they're moving just like me. And I realized something. It was my shadow. My shadow was moving like me. My shadow was responding like me. But the shadow was not me. It didn't have my mind. It didn't have my heart. It didn't have my, oh, I feel like he, let me go into these comments, man. Let me leave it alone. Go to these comments. Um, somebody says, somebody says, somebody says, um, a shadow is a vague outline of something more substantial. Praise be to God, Palmer. You, 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 you feel me? Ancient Israel was established by God as a shadow of greater things. Like I'm talking about that, that, that morning sun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and then we have some, we have some glory to God by, by Sagithia Kankam. Yes, it is truly indeed glory to God. Our dear sister Lauren, happy Sabbath to you as well. Good morning, sister, um, sister, uh, Sylvia, uh, Martin says very true. And she also says happy Sabbath family. I want to go here, sister, um, Wells, happy Sabbath to you as well. And sister uh, Nadia Gail Cole, happy Sabbath to the family of God. We're going to keep on moving through this lesson. Let's talk a little bit more. Now, I want to move into Monday's lesson. Monday talks about new and renewed, new and renewed. And, and, and it, asks, it, it talks about this, this idea that God's going to do something new. And I want to ask this question. What new thing the Lord, what, what's the new thing that the Lord will do? Sister Reese, help us out, please. What's the new thing that the Lord will do? So we just talked about the shadow. We talked about that salad. And we know once the salad is good, we are about to eat. It's about to get really good with the meal. The law on our hearts and in our and and, and I, we had a lesson a few weeks ago maybe when we talked about giving your heart and your soul everything that is what we talked about i want to read jason please if uh i'm gonna take the time deuteronomy uh 30 and i hope that some of us will check it out for ourselves too just to make sure that i'm reading it correctly and I'm looking at verse 11 to 14. And this is referenced in the Sabbath school lesson. And it goes to say, for this commandment, which I command you today, is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of reach. It is not in heaven that you should say who will go up to heaven for us to get it for us or and make us hear it that we may observe it, nor is it beyond the sea that you should say who will cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart so that you may observe it. We don't have an excuse anymore. He is making it more attainable for us because God knows who we are as humans. He created us. He knows our stumbling blocks. He knows what it takes for us to, to get there. So it is renewed in that it is more attainable for us. Once we have it in our hearts, once we have it in our minds, it is with us all the time. We don't have to go get that concrete chiseled piece. 
the new thing that God has given it to us is that it's more attainable to us, his children. Keep it in our hearts, keep it in our minds so that it is, it is, it, it, you don't, you don't feel as if, oh my goodness, I can't get there and you give up. No need to give up. It's attainable for everybody. He gave us a chance to try again. He saw what we were doing initially with the old covenant and we still couldn't make it. We still, it, it was not, we were still faulty. We still stumbled along the way, so to speak. So now he's showing us that it is attainable for us to all get, keep it in our hearts, keep it in our minds. Amen, amen, amen. What an awesome God we serve, a, a covenant breaking people. But God said, I'm going to do something different. And isn't that something? I'm going to do something new. Um, chaplain, if you could, um, could you expound on this as well and, and, and give us some of your thoughts? What new thing, and I'm using air quotes, what new thing will the Lord do? Help us out, please, Chaplain Spencer. Well, <clears throat> what, what, I, what I love about this um, question, what new thing the Lord will do, is that we have to understand that, number one, the Lord has, has like a contract with us. It's a contract. And in the country, you got, you got, you got what's written in the country, then you got fine print, right? And normally, they try to hide the crux of the contract in the fine print. But the good thing about the Lord that we serve is that he made the contract, he made the contract super beneficial to us. But even though he made it very beneficial to us and all he asked for was obedience, he still saw that we were breaking the contract. So he says, you know, I'm going to do a new thing. I've already put, I've already written a contract and made it very beneficial to you. I put it in the fine print that is going to be super beneficial to you. That all I need you to do is just to be obedient. But I see that that's hard for you guys. So I'm going to add an addendum. And that addendum is Jesus Christ. And so the new thing that the Lord provided for us was Jesus Christ. And he said, through Jesus Christ, this contract can be fulfilled. This contract can stay strong. And I can give to you all the promises that I have for you and for generations to come to prosper. So the new thing is that Jesus is the addendum. Amen, amen. Isn't there something else how God has continually made it so that we can keep it by giving us these, these, these added incentives, if you will. You know, you, you, like you, you talked about going to buy a car and then God begins to add incentives. Oh, you, oh no, we'll, we'll give you some new rugs. Oh no, we'll, we'll, we'll tint the windows. Oh no, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll give you an extra warranty pack. No, 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 oh, we'll, we'll give you roadside assist. Oh no, 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 we'll, we'll give you a, a loan. No, 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 we'll, we'll give you some upgraded tires and rims. I mean, literally you went to buy the car, but there's some incentives um, just from showing up and being there. Um, that weren't necessarily accounted for when he wrote it in stone. Oh, it, the, the, the contract's still the same. It's in stone. But he says, let me put this contract so that you know it. I'm going to write it in a new place. And God says, I'm going to write it um, in your heart. I, I love how this, um, this scripture um, in Jeremiah talks about, I'm going to put a new covenant. I'm going to write it somewhere. I'm going to put it inside of you. I'm going to literally, I'm, I'm, I know I used the box before, um, the box to hold the rocks but I want to use your heart to hold my love. And so I love how God does that. Such an awesome revelation of his goodness. Um, I, I want to ask this question because as we look at God presenting this covenant, as we look at God presenting this, 
this this new um, way of of engaging his people. I want to ask, what role do we play in receiving the new covenant? Um, what role do we play in receiving the new covenant? And Sister Reese, if you could help us out here, I want to hear from you on this um, on this particular question, please. What we have to do, at least I I know, I could say that because it, it's all over the Bible, it's all over His Word. We should we have to open our hearts, open ourselves to God. Remember, it says, "Harden not your heart, open your heart, and 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 trust." We talk about that trust factor, trust that God. I mean, we all we see it all the time where God keeps his word. And even in our personal experiences, when we know that sometimes we falter, we know that sometimes he, he, we stumble, but he still makes a way for us. If we would open our hearts, open our mind and receive and trust that what he said, what he said, he will do that. He will do. I mean, we, I, I am, I am very, I am really thankful for the new covenant. I had I, I had thoughts about somebody like me standing in the way for me, because I'm thinking he is really and truly just like me. I need to get closer to God, who is the ultimate, who is who is the most high, the most divine. I that is who I needed. I needed in my heart. So. What we have to do is to change our mindset, come away from that aspect where if we go into the building every week, if we recite what we're supposed to recite, we have to be outside of that. What are we emulating? What are we showing? What are we, um, uh, what are we, how are we change? If you change your, your mindset, you change your heart, everything more or less is not going to happen like magic overnight, but it will take place. So we, in our part, playing the in our part in the new covenant is to open up our hearts to God, you know, um, see the mediator Jesus for who he is and, and, and just pray, um, to change our heart set, our mindset and, and giving really ourselves to God. That's the role that we play. Amen. 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 Such a, um, such a, just an awesome thing. You consider what God has done. And then kind of going back and analyzing, what shall I do? What must I do? Uh, where am I in this process? Chaplain, I see you chomping at the bit. You have something to say. You have something to give. And so at this time, Chaplain, please give to us. Say something. Man, you know what? I was looking at Hebrews 8, and I was looking at verses um, 10 to 11. And it says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not teach each one his neighbor, each one his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. What I love about that, man, is that I don't need nobody to tell me about Jesus because Jesus is going to be right in my heart. I don't need nobody to tell me the goodness of the Lord because Jesus is going to tell me that himself. He's going to show to me himself. He's going to reveal his character to me, his love, his understanding, his grace, his compassion. It's all going to be revealed in me. However, I'm not a great singer, but I'm going to try to do something here. You know that song that says, 
Create in me a clean heart and purify me. Now, I'm not no great singer, so don't please, please don't laugh at me too hard. But through the Lord, through Jesus, by way of Jesus, the Lord's going to create in us a clean heart. He's going to write his commandments on our hearts. And because of that, we're going to be a change people. You see, we don't need someone to, to we didn't need it to be written on a slab. Because before, Moses had to go up. Moses had to go receive it. But now we're going to be able to receive it personally. Personally. He's going to say, you know, I'm going to etch it on. I'm a, you know what? If I may say, I'm going to tattoo it on your heart. So that it's, gonna, it's, you ain't, it's never going to go away with permanent ink. Never going to go away. Amen. Amen. You know what? Um, I'm going to say this, man. A few things. Number one, um, cue up for our closing song today, please, um, Chaplain. Um, that's number one. Number two, you know, it, it's, it's an awesome experience where you I, I like I like the way you brought that to life. The fact that I don't need a pastor. I don't need an elder. I don't need a deacon. I don't need a Bible study partner. God himself will come in and he'll take up residence. Bible says, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Revelation. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I'm not if any man. Not if any preacher, not if any um, um, conference official, not if any high ranking official on earth. But he said, if any man hear my voice, any woman hear my voice, open your heart up. I'm coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck with you. I'm going to spend some time with you. Uh, I, I love that. The idea that he becomes yours because you became his. Um, or shall I say we became his because he first became ours. What a beautiful thing. Um, I want to read this. It says, um, surrender to God daily in faith and obedience. Every morning I ask for a clean heart so that I may serve God. Understand that I don't have the ability to be obedient without what? His power. It brings me to Psalms 51. Psalms 51, David, he wrote this song. We say it over and over and over and over again. We say the first verse over and over and over again. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Of course, like, right? We, we say it over and over again. But there's one part there, and I don't suggest we miss it. I'm just suggesting I want to read it this morning. It says in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Here's what he says. Here's what he says. And it's going to Sister um, Felicia's point. Um, it says, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. In other words, Sister Felicia, I cannot be obedient without his power. Praise be to God. A good friend told me a long time ago that you will do anything but for the Holy Spirit. Ain't that something? You will do anything but for the Holy Spirit. It took me a while to kind of reconcile and get that thing, but I got it. He's right. And more importantly, God is on time. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. Here we are looking at this idea in Tuesday, the new and what? Um, the new covenant has a better mediator. The new covenant has a better mediator. We spoke about it earlier. Someone brought the fact that there used to be Moses. It used to be Moses. And much of that, which we have to kind of get clear on, is the children of Israel said what? You speak to him. He too much for us, right? Part of my vernacular. He's way too much for us. We're overwhelmed by his voice. You speak to him and then you come back to us. In other words, be our mediator. But that's not what God intended. God spoke to them. God wanted to have a relationship with them. He introduced himself. I am the Lord thy God, right? Who brought you out? In other words, I love you with an everlasting love. But I want to ask this question. Um, as we look at Tuesday's lesson, who, you know, what is a mediator? You know, we talk a lot about this mediator and mediatorial work, but 
What is a mediator? Now, Lesson brought out some great points. Sister Cerise, can you help us out, please? What is a mediator? So um, the person that I am, I looked it up in the dictionary. And the dictionary, um, and you, if ever you, you Google, because we are tech savvy now, you will see that they break it down. Mediator in the law, in the Bible, just a mediator. But just a mediator is the person who attempts. And I stopped right there. If you are attempting, you're trying to do something for me, therefore you might fail. I'm just saying your attempt might not go all the way through, but it is the person who attempts between to make between two people involved in a conflict to an agreement. Um, the synonyms would be a go-between, a negotiator. Biblical, biblically, it is the mediator between God and man. So when we look at the examples before, we had Moses. And there were times in reading the story of Moses and his journey, there were times when he was frustrated. I'd be frustrated too. I'm preaching the word. I'm doing this. I'm going between God. I'm going between you and you still can't get it. I'd be frustrated too. The mediator is the person between you and God. And it is that person that is trying to fix it, fix it for us. So the mediator is the person that we want, that we know can stand for us, who can plead our case before God. That is who we need in this time. We just talked about had not for the Holy Spirit being with us and guiding us and, and taking us through, this is we. That is what we need to stand in. In because we're faulty. I'm faulty. That song, uh, Chaplin. That when I read that in the Bible study, that is the song that took me through this entire work week. This work week was rough for me. So for me, I, I have to. I pray every day. Father, give me a song on my lips, please, to carry me through because I need to, I need to stay close. I need to get close to Jesus. I can't lose it over my job. And that song I meditated on through, and that songs that we need that mediator that's going to stand in the place for us and plead for us on our behalf. Like nobody else can, nobody else but Jesus. That's, that's the mediator we need. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Sister Cerise. Um, powerful. Um, you know, I, I want to um, ask you this question, Chaplain, as we've gone through what a mediator is. One, one of the things that kind of came out in the lesson study was this idea that in the English language, we break down mediator as a go-between. There's a conflict. There's some things going on here and there. And, but, but there's one added feature that I love. In, 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 that, in that word. And, and Chaplain, I'm going to ask you if you could speak on that. And then also, if you would, incorporate in your response, Chaplain, how does Christ fulfill the role as mediator? Can you, can you, can you help us out there, Chaplain? I see you got your medicine bag um, you, you took from work um, this week. So go ahead and help, help us out if you would, please. Listen, you, you know I'm ready, man. You see, what I love is that in the English language, it, it, it doesn't give Jesus all that he is. Because we look at a mediator, and it talks about being an arbiter. It talks about um, being a negotiator. It talks about a witness in the legal sense of the word. But Jesus, in the context of what Jesus is as a mediator, he's our guarantor. He's our guarantor. So, so it's basically like 
It's like saying your credit not good. You know what? Let's go a bit farther. You don't make enough money to buy this house. Your credit don't reach for it to get a good interest rate. So, so the Lord's saying, listen, this, this is a million dollar home right here. All right. You need to make about $20,000 a month to be able to afford the mortgage for this home. The Lord's saying you don't reach yet. You know, I can't reach on my own power because the reality is sin, the power of sin. We can't do nothing without Jesus. We are weak in the face of sin. So this new covenant, what the Lord has done, he says, listen, I'm, I'm going to provide you with a guarantor. That's going to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and I'm already going to pay the ransom. I'm going to go ahead and pay, pay this because I already know you're going to you're going to end up in foreclosure. If I don't provide you with this guarantor. So I'm going to go ahead and just pay this for you already. And so Jesus is, he just basically someone who agrees to pay your mortgage when you can't pay it. The closest example of a guarantor that we have in our lives for the most part is our parents. How many of us came up short and our parents provided the difference? So the Lord said, I'm giving you an example through your family of just how much more I've done for you as by way of the new covenant and will continue to do for you. So the way Jesus Christ fulfills this role is he is the guarantor. Amen, amen. You know, I, I love what Paul does. Paul breaks it down and says, look, I know that we, we understand that we have to have someone who, a go-between, someone who resolves conflict, but but I, can, I, can I just give a quick example? I'm gonna move on, honestly, I will. Um, you know, one of the things I, that I love is um, I, I've sat through a mediation and, and, and unfortunately I've been I've been there and I've listened to the mediator go back and forth between two different rooms trying to resolve an issue. And you never know what's going on in the other room. <laughs> you don't know what's being said about you in the other room. You don't know how hard they're advocating for you in the other room. You don't know what they're presenting in the other room about you. You don't know if they're keeping your secret. Um, that you share with them um, between you and them or if they brought it to the other room. And I'll say this, it, it, it was just this past um, week where I, I literally was brought back at the end of a negotiation and, and, and we, we sat there and everyone came together and they resolved the conflict. We actually resolved a case, but but I, I was not the, the, the mediator. And so I didn't know what it was, seeing, was being said on the other half, but 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 I but it, but it came to me when the other side made this comment. They said, uh, uh, "Mr. Tracy, uh, it's okay. You can smile now. You got to get this. You got to get. You got to get this." And so what I was able to discern is that when he was telling me I can smile now, that I was used as the scapegoat on the other side as to who was holding some things up and who wouldn't budge on negotiation so that we had to resolve it where we resolved it. In other words, he used my name, not in the best light. But I thank God. I thank God that Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't necessarily, he doesn't take my name and bring me to the other side and make me not look as great so I can, so I can, he can try and resolve it, but use me as the excuse as to why they can't go any higher. Jesus says he makes me look better than I really am. And, and he does that because he covers me. <laughs> Preach, can you sing that one too? Covered with his life, then shall I know. But that's what our mediator does. And so, yes, you're right. The guarantee aspect, not just a go-between, but someone who says, no, I guarantee He's good for it. I guarantee they'll be all right for it. And so it's amazing because our mediator is also our judge, Jesus the Christ. Thank you, Kai K. 
Um, let's move on here. We're going to move on. I want to explain some better promises. We're almost out of time. Sister Cerise, I know um, you, you're ready for this. I see it in your face. You're smiling already. Explain, if you could, the better promises. It talked about the new covenant has better promises. That's what we heard earlier. The new covenant has better promises. Help us out, Sister Cerise, please. In the beginning, when we talked about more better, more better, more better, right? So it is sealed. It is sealed. These promises are they, they are better because they are through Jesus. They are that he shed his blood. So it is it is he is the official. It is now it is it is now rectified um, for us. We talked about earlier it being more attainable. It's more attainable and it benefits us. It is uh, who better to stand for us than Jesus? We talked about him, him being the, the it is it's some sometimes I promise it is to articulate how his love for us is so uh, beyond our our concept. It is it is it is is it leaves me speechless to be honest with you. But to see that is is better promises because I know God is true. I know that Jesus's word stands. It stood back then. It's standing today, and it still stands tomorrow and for for all time to come. That is what makes it better for for. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, I love the fact that yet truly it is established upon something that is greater than where we once were or where we could be. Um, such an awesome thing. You know, Chaplain, I, I want to come to you. We're, we're, we're skating on, on thin ice when it comes to time. And um, I, I just want to ask you this question. As we examine the idea of, uh, you know, this, this, this better promises and this new covenant, I want to ask this question before we run out of time today. As we look at Thursday's lesson, Thursday says the new covenant has solved the problem of the heart. The new covenant has solved the problem of the heart. And so, Chaplain, I want to ask you, if you could just explain what on what is the covenant based? What is a covenant based on? If you could just help us out there. When I look at this text and I'm looking at um, that verse, the covenant is based on our faith in Jesus Christ. Period. Faith in Jesus Christ. Because the reality is the Lord knows who we are. So through Jesus Christ, he wants to go ahead and write his laws on our hearts. And he says, as long as you have faith in Jesus Christ, everything's already been paid for. So the covenant is based on our faith and love in Jesus Christ and understanding that he will cover us. Do it all. I want to read one thing that wrote, was written in the text. It says that this promise did not simply secure access to and the knowledge of law for everyone. It also, and more important, was to bring about change in the heart of the nation. The problem with Israel was their sin was engraved with a pen of iron, with a point of diamond on the tablet of their heart. They had a stubborn heart. Therefore, it was impossible for them to do the right thing. So now Jesus is saying, instead of it being written on, a, on, on that pin and that slab, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to write it on your hearts and I'm going to put it there. And Jesus is going to enter in the Holy Spirit. It's going to do the work that, I can, that, that, that can only be done for you. Because I realize it's too hard. You need help. So the covenant is based, in my opinion, faith in Jesus Christ, but more importantly, mercy. 
Amen, amen, amen. What an awesome thing that God has done for us. I, I want to talk about the idea that now better promises and what was wrong with the initial covenant, it failed, if you will, because we failed, right? Because we failed. And so when looking at this new covenant, if you will, the New Testament, Jesus says what? This cup, right? Is a New Testament, right? My, my, my blood, um, shed for you. And the idea that you have to, as you brought out Chapman, have faith in that. It has to be, has to be you know, motivated and moved with love. And so the idea is, I, I just want to wrap up with this last question. What should be the impetus of our love for God? In other words, you know, what, what, should, what should invoke our love? What should cause us um, to, to have this, this, this love thing for, for God? And, and for the gift that he's given us. And, and we're going to close out with that. We, we only have about maybe 30 seconds left or so. And then we're going to hear for our chaplain. He has a closing song for us today. So we just want to want to hear, um, Sister Cerise, if you would, help us out with that. What should be the impetus of our love for God? What what should be the motivation is is simply gratitude. There is no, I cannot, I cannot think as much as I know that my, my mother loved me. Cha Chaplain, you talked about it, about our parents standing there for us to give us what we need. It brought, it brought a flashback of when I tried to be independent. And many times, I don't know what I did with my money, but my mother came up with the rent. Like, I, I can't, and, and that's how Jesus is sometimes with us. He just gives us, we don't know how we faltered, what happened. But just for providing a way for me, my motivation for my love for God is simply just gratitude for his continued blessings, his continued mercies day. When I tell you more, the whoever, whoever wrote the song morning by morning, new mercies, they knew what they were talking about. More, just the... The, my gratitude for God's goodness, not just on me, have mercy, but on my children that I, I think I love more than anything else. Just that is my motivation to see that he is still being merciful and kind to me and, and just allowing me to, to open my heart and, and build my faith. Because faith is something that you have to build on a great, you have to know that I have to build this. It doesn't happen overnight. But just my motivation is just gratitude for God's goodness to me. Amen, amen, amen. As I transition to you, Chaplain, I'm going to ask you the same question. I want to read this comment coming in from our dear brother Demir. The realization of who he is. The realization is a process that becomes clearer the longer and the more experience we have with him. Amen, amen. Sister Martin says amen to that. If you would, um, Chaplain, um, give us some going home music on this question, and we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I'll just, I'm going to take 10 seconds and close out real quick, man. The emphasis of love, I, I second and echo what our sister just said, gratitude. Because the reality is God first loved us. He first loved us. He knows our whole life. He knows what, what we're going to do. So what he does, he provides a way out. He says, listen, I know you're going to be more, you're, you're going to want to lean this way. You're going to go ahead and do certain things that's going to lead you down a path of destruction. But I'm going to provide ways out for you. Because I know you. Because I love you. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Hey Amen. You left it, you left it in a good place. Songwriter says, You keep on making, you keep on making ways for me. In other words, yes, I keep getting myself into some mess, but you keep on making, you keep on making ways for me. We have made uh just just a um 
an, an extraordinary time in these last 50 minutes. We, we, have, we have been able to, to just make a, um, a case for why you ought to try Jesus, right? And so I just want to in, in just implore our listening um, group, our, our um, individuals who have viewed the um, broadcast, say that just let someone else know God is truly the mediator, the one who, as someone brought up earlier, is strong enough, powerful enough, just enough, faithful enough, pure enough, um, holy enough to stand in the gap between us and God. Thank you so much, Kai Kai. Look, at the end of the day, um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Message of Hope for all of your um, contributions this morning. Give a shout out to DOZ um, for your contributions. All those who have joined us from um, near and from far, thank you so much. Um, it has been such a just a, a, a powerful reminder of how good God is. And I want to thank um, even for our special music we had this morning. Um, just an awesome seasoning and, and, and great this addition to our broadcast. Chaplain, just based on that alone, you're coming back. But not just that. It's the medicine you brought this morning in that little goodie bag of yours. Sister Cerise, thank you so much for your awesome contribution as always, making it practical, making us go back and think about life and what God has done for us every step of the way. I want to thank all of your comments that came in again. And I want to just close out with a word of prayer. But just before we go into word of prayer, I want to also remind our um, viewing audience from Daughter of Zion, we do have a business meeting this evening at 6.15 p.m. We will be presenting the renderings for the um, renovation project. So please come in, comments, um, your, your, your input, your insight is desired. So please join us this evening at 6.15 p.m. Information will be forthcoming regarding how to get in. Also join us at 11 a.m. this morning for our worship service. Our dear Pastor Leonard Newton will be bringing a word that has been etched out for such a time as this. February 19, 2022, God put a word in place for us to receive. So please join us this morning at 11 a.m. You have enough time. You can even eat two crackers now. You got enough time to eat two crackers and drink some water before you need to um, log back in. Um, Beulah Blair, thank you so much for joining us for this lesson. And you're right. God is to be praised. So we're going to have a word of prayer now. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your mercy and for your love. We thank you, dear Lord, for the discussion we were able to have this morning. It is by the power of your Holy Spirit and by your grace that we're able to dig into your scripture, dear Lord, and learn more of you. I pray, dear Father, that we have edified you this day. And not, dear Lord, just in words, but in our behavior, dear Lord, and our thinking, dear Father. I pray that in our living, we bring you glory. Help us, dear Father, to reach others and point them to you, O oh Jesus. We thank you. Keep us, I beg you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Join us back here next week, same time, same channel, but more importantly, same God. God bless you all.